I want to check in with you before I begin. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well. I hope you are in a space of love and light. I hope that you are being loved and I hope that someone loves you. I hope that you are pouring into others, but equally being poured back into. I hope you recognize your strength. I hope you recognize those things that are not so strong. I hope that you are working on ensuring that you are a well-rounded person. I hope that you are grasping the concept of life. I hope that you understand that you are not here to just be here, but that you have a function and you have a means to be living and breathing. I hope someone sees the beauty in you, even if you don't see it internally within yourself. I hope someone gave you something that you can take from. I hope you learned. I hope you allowed yourself to learn. I hope that you did something different that made you feel good. I hope that you establish boundaries. I hope that you know that it is not a bad thing. I hope that you become a little selfish sometimes with your time and the things that you give. I hope you understand that in order to live a life full of happiness and joy, that you have to give a little and you have to take a little back. I hope that you are doing well and you are mastering your life in the way in which you possibly can. One of the things that are often asked of me, <laughs> I get messages or I get emails or just people, you know, they see me and they'll ask me, Lisa, how are you so calm and are you always this way? And I'll tell you, now your girl can turn up. I can definitely turn up. You give me some good music, a good vibe. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. And um, I'm in the mood, you know, um, if I'm a little upset and especially with my children, my children are the ticking point for me, especially because, you know, you understand with children, we have to implore life lessons and sometimes children can be hard headed. I think one thing that I've always struggled with, um, honestly, is that I'm, I'm a little too patient. Patience is a great thing, but I also understand that I need to work on it because I extend grace far beyond sometimes what it should be. So I'm definitely the mother that will say three or four times you need to do this, this and that. I give you time to do it. And then on the fourth time, I'm probably hollering. Did you not hear? Now I got to go into a place of being outside of myself and not being calm and turn it up like five, six, seven, ten notches. And it's amazing that when you are at the 10th notch, they understand, oh, she's serious. And so they begin to get themselves together. Ain't that funny how all of that works? But on a serious note, I don't allow things to stress me the way that I used to. I used to stress about every single thing. And I think it's because I live in my head. I still do. <laughs> I live in my head and I come up with scenarios that are just far-fetched and so imaginative that I get myself in a tizzy and 
many times I've created a whole attitude surrounded by something that I thought way too long on. I recognized that I was the problem. <laughs> now, outside factors could tr- contribute to what that issue was within myself. But ultimately, I always say that we determine how the outcome is when it comes to us. So with that being said, it's not that I am placing certain things at the back burner and forgetting about them altogether. I think that I have come with this system and my thinking of asking myself, is it really that serious to get upset about? (laughs) Or is it that serious to get upset about? We all have an option. And when I think about it, if it's not enough for me to get upset about, I just let it be wherever it, it be, right? On the other end of that, for me personally, anything that makes me upset brings me anxiety. And so I become very nervous, um, the inability to think straight. And so those are the things that I know can be an issue for me. So in order to undo those things, I have to implement some form of change so that I don't feel them. And the best way for me is to ask the question, does it really matter that I get all upset over something? Or am I okay with just realizing that somebody just cut me off and I'm going to be all right? You know, I'm not going to have... 10, 30, a minute, 30 minutes of being angry because someone cut me off. Y'all get the drift because y'all be doing it too. Also, I've recognized the situations as well when it comes to people, right? One thing I don't get upset about is different perspectives and the way in which people see things. I think in our minds, like we feel like we have the constructive answer, that it sounds good to us, that it sounds plausible, and anything that goes against what we think or what's reasonable, we often question why it is that people think the way they do. And even when people are dead wrong, (laughs) even when we know that they are dead wrong, sometimes you have to be okay with being silent and not speaking on what you know it's wrong. Let them have it at the end of the day. Because many times you'll find that you're arguing with a wall. Some people represent themselves as a wall and you'll go round and round and back and forth with the person who refuses to budge. And guess what? You're getting yourself riled up for nothing because they're standing in their space. And in many aspects of life, I understand that it is what it is. And it's not to say that it is what it is to dismiss things that happened and me not taking responsibility or understanding the gravity of certain situations. But I have learned that many times we cannot control what we can't control. And so the notion of it is what it is has to suffice per the situation. You have to be able to have options in the way that you allow things to affect you. Is it really worth you getting upset or sad or thinking 
30 minutes to an hour about. Ask yourself, does it really matter at the end of the day? I don't get upset about missed opportunities either. One thing that I have come to understand and come to know is that if the opportunity doesn't present itself and it doesn't unfold for me, it wasn't meant for me to have. Sometimes closed doors are merely just protection because I know that if I wait and stay the course, there will be a big old dough for me to walk right through. And it's the best opportunity that I seize the moment in that space than I did in one in which didn't open up for me. I've learned that we are positioned in places in spaces that do us good, not do us harm. And if there's an opportunity that should come to me, I know that it has to be aligned by God. It has to serve me in a higher purpose. You know, many times when I think back into my life as well, and this goes into like the calm state, when those opportunities pass me by, again, I would get overly anxious, upset, I remember many times just wanting to have the opportunity to do to do things, stepping outside of who I normally was, thinking, okay, if I act this way or I do these things, it will come to me. And then to find out that the opportunity passed me by, it was disappointment because I had already overprepared myself for something that I thought was owed to me. Weeks later, I'm still in the slump about the opportunity that I didn't have the privy to have or be around or accept or just sit in. And then months later, I realized why that opportunity wasn't deemed for me. The more and more I understood what I was saying, the more that I was in tune with the lessons The more and more I sat with myself, the more I recognized that what is for me is for me and that I no longer get upset about what is not given to me, but I understand that the opportunity that is for me will come so very easily. And also on the subject about people One thing I realized about myself, too, is that I've never been a pick me. Right. And even if you don't think that you're a pick me, think about think back to situations where you wanted to be a part of groups or you wanted to be a part of organizations where maybe uh, you thought displaying certain things about yourself, qualifications, achievements, You put yourself on this pick me, pick me level to the highest where you forgot all about who you were, your morals, uh, your personal capacities, the things that was going to make you happy. And you became a pick me. Here is why pick me is one of the most damaging things that you can do. When you become a pick me, you are constructing yourself to say, hey, look at me. Okay. Now that means that since I am at the center of your attention, I must do things to gauge and rile up some form of interest in me. I must 
continue to bring something, some form of light so that you are interested in me. I have to be caged. I have to in ways be known. I have to be seen. And that is why the pick me is detrimental. Because listen, if you're going to pick me, I want you to pick me because I'm being who I am 24-7. And I'm not doing anything to operate out of my realm. And that, my baby, that is a sense of calm. Because guess what? You don't have to do anything loud. You don't have to do anything outside of who you are. And you don't have to be boastful in who you really are. So think about that when you think about, you know, organizations you want to be a part of or groups or um, a group of friends that you think you want to uh, you know do things with don't be a, a pick me let them pick you all right I also understand that people are ever changing and I know you know that people can be hot and cold they own you one day and they off you the next that is why for me and I've always been this way but I think the more that I have journeyed into my life, I just, I love being to myself. At the end of the day, I understand that I can't disappoint myself, that I have expectations within myself and surrounding myself with a group of people who can be hot and cold in and out, off and on is not what serves me best because what I'm not trying to do is figure out how you going to proceed tomorrow, next week, next month, and even next year. I have found peace in my spaces. I have found peace in my family. I have found peace in where I reside. I have found peace in what I do. I have found peace in just staying where I'm at. I am one of those people who feel, especially in this moment of my life, and I want you to think about this as well. You have to get to a point where you recognize that you don't have to put yourself in places, that the things that are supposed to come to you will come. You attract, right? You don't go looking. I'm going to say that again. You attract. You don't go looking. The good things that will find you will find you in the spaces that you are always dwelling. You don't have to go outside of yourself and do anything because what is for you loves who and how you are. I'm calm because I want to be. (laughs) I think acting outside of uh, anything else in anger, nope, can't do it. I refuse to be sad all the time. Mm -mm, Can't do that either, right? I have my moments, but being sad all the time, oof, no. My energy doesn't call for that one. Having a jealous spirit, mm -mm, don't have time for that. I'm trying to be blessed. Stop it at the door, not what I do. Being judgmental, mm -mm, ain't on that either. I've done enough. I've experienced enough. I've seen enough. I've watched people in their lives and I just don't have space for judgment and again I'm trying to get all these blessings and to be non-judgmental of the way in which people live their lives means that I recognize that I am not the judge nor the jury and I don't have in heaven or in hell to put anyone in I'm just living my life because I have to live for me 
and I absolutely have to die for me. And that is where calm comes in because I ain't nosing around in nobody else's business and I don't care what they do outside of the dwellings of me. I also understand, you know, when you are in a state of calm, right? Follow me, okay? When you are in a state of calm, your mind is more at ease and you're able to think. Your mind is open. You are not looking for anything, you know, exciting or I don't know. You're just not overthinking the element in where you are. And when you are in a state of calm, you allow peace to come in. And when you allow peace to come in, you allow opportunities to find you. And when you allow opportunities to find you, you begin to grow per the opportunity. And that could be things and people. When people find you, when, you know, they are attracted to you, when y'all are like a magnet, when things are like a magnet and that is your peace, you do not have to do anything outside of who you are. And I'll say that again. And I know y'all hear me say that a lot. But see, the key function I feel like in life is that if I can't be myself, if you can't be yourself, if you have to be someone outside of who you are, you're not being you. And so therefore you are attracting what it is that you are throwing out. If I'm the type of person, let's just say, for example, I'm the type of person who feels that I want to attract the people who like heavy metal music well that means that I have to immerse myself in heavy metal music and find the people who like that right knowing darn well I don't like heavy metal music but being around those people it's also a lifestyle that comes with it and I have to immerse myself in the lifestyle as well well what happens after that you get tired because that's not naturally who you are And now you're becoming two different people. So the calm, the resolution, the place in which you dwell is where you always are and who you are always yourself. Also, in this sense of being calm, I'm also at this place and I I offer this to you as well. And many of you may be there, but you know how it feels to be in that calm and understand that you're at a place where you love Number one, who you are. You love the growth that you have seen within yourself. And I mean inside and out. You've learned through some things. You have adjusted yourself accordingly so that you can be a better person. Ultimately, you know, I think that staying in your calm means that you want to stay in your peace, that you don't allow things to take you off of course, that you are intentionally moving and living your life in ways that bring joy, that make you happy, that you're also knowing that you're not allowing a temporary thing be a permanent thing in the way you in which you show up, the way in which you are, the way in which it affects you. Just like I went back to the story of, you know, we all have uh, experienced this when driving and someone cuts us off. 
that could lead to a whole day of you just having a bad day because of that moment. Or you can just choose to understand that maybe that driver was driving ignorantly or maybe they had something that they had to do. Maybe it was just by their own volition that they did the things that they did and you're not going to allow it to anger you. Here's another situation when your calm comes into play. Listen, you know, maybe there's a situation where you're having a disagreement with someone and then it turns into an argument. This is where you stay in your place. You stay in your calm. This is important with growth. And I know many of you have experienced this. For many people, this would nip it in the bud when they know they can't play with you all kind of ways. Listen, for many people, it's hard, but I promise you, if you practice this form of peace, people will either think that you're crazy <laughs> or they'll understand that they can't go back and forth with you. So I'll go back. In a situation where there is a disagreement and it turns into an argument where you recognize the person in which you are speaking to is taking it up a notch. They're becoming uh, offended or they're trying to prove their point. You sit in your calm and you simply tell the person, okay. Or whatever it is that you need to say beyond it, not in a petty way, not with an attitude. You say it in, in the calm and you look at that person eye to eye. And you say it as calm as possible. I promise you three things will happen. Number one, their initial reaction is that they, it'll anger them because you're not on their level, right? And you're not arguing with them. So while you say, okay, or you say what it is um, in your calm manner, they don't, their brain doesn't know how to decipher that. So they want to turn it up a notch and they want to get angry. And so your response is again, in that calmness, whatever it is, okay, in your calm, you'll see a person dial it down a bit because they don't know how to recognize that. They don't know what to do. Number two, they'll just stop altogether. They'll just not even say anything after that because they realize that in that moment, they're being foolish. And so you've calmed them down. Or number three, they won't enter into disagreements and arguments with you because they recognize on the outside of that, the result will be that they will be standing again, looking like the fool. I promise you, I promise you. And I understand that certain situations, there are different things. I know sometimes you got to turn up with the person, but I promise when it's situations that are not that serious, when you stay in your calm with people, you are adjusting their behavior. It is a psychological approach. I promise it is y'all. It's not hard. It's just hard for us to stay in that place and not match energies and not match behaviors. But if you just stay in that calm, people will come down to that level eventually. And they'll recognize that you are the more calmer being and that they recognize in themselves that they are being irrational. It takes practice, but it is very possible. And again, you have the upper hand in situations when you choose not to engage with people who only want to be argumentative and not understand 
your side of whatever it is that you're all talking about. And honestly, from your point of view, it's not really that serious. And last, I'll give you some things that helps for you to stay in that calm nature. Listen, it's all personal, okay? And I know that, you know, for some people, that's a good idea for others. It may not be, but if you have time and opportunity, take a walk. Walking calms the mind. Now in the beginning, especially when you have a lot on your mind and you're walking, you'll replay some of the things that you're thinking about. But after a while, it begins to dissipate and you'll think about other things. Then think happy things, you know, during that walk. Number two, read something. Read something that you want to learn. It calms the mind. I promise it does. When you get a moment to be to yourself and by yourself, get a blanket. You know, a blanket for me, that that warmth, something about the touch of a blanket and then being rolled up in a blanket calms me. So when you're by yourself, roll up in a blanket, okay? Cover yourself and just sit there for a while. It, it's almost like it's an extra pair of something that is holding you. And it keeps you steady. And this helps also if you do deal with anxiety. Um, one thing that I learned also, because I used to have panic attacks really, 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 really bad. Um, sidebar, I'm sorry. Um, for anybody who does have panic attacks, uh, mild to moderate. One thing that helped me if you are around someone, you're having an, a panic attack, ask for them to grab your hand and with their fingers, ask for them to stroke the inside of your hand. Because many times when we're having panic attacks, we feel like we're not able to like be in control. And so we're losing control. Something about someone else's touch kind of scratching um, the inside of the hand makes us come back to reality and lets us know that what we're feeling is someone else's touch. And so, I don't know, it binds it together and it just makes us feel better. So that was a tidbit. Let me go back to what I was saying. Okay. Surround yourself in that blanket and just sit there. Just sit there for a moment and allow yourself to think or allow yourself to pray or uh, allow yourself to meditate. Just be in that space. Again, something about that surrounding and you being encapsulated in that blanket allows you to be calm and be still and just be in your own little world. Another thing that you can do as well as if you're writing. I know for a lot of people when they think about writing, they're like, oh, I got to think. No, write whatever comes to mind. Listen, if you had a bad day and you need to like curse on the piece of paper, baby, do it. Writing is just purging what it is in the inside because many times we're just allowing that thing to get stuck in our mind. When you just purge it on that piece of paper, it doesn't matter what it is. Let it come out because the mind no longer holds what it is that you're thinking but that piece of paper does and now you have allowed that purging to be on that piece of paper and it's no longer holding you hostage in your mind that is a way that you can be in your state of calm and the last thing but is the most important that i mentioned in the beginning don't allow things to affect you the way that it used to and be intentional about the way that you think about the cause and the effect. If it's really not that serious, do not let it prolong throughout the day. A five minute, five second 
cause should not affect long term how you feel in throughout the day. Just because somebody cut you off in traffic does not mean that your whole day is bad. Just because someone said something to you that was off kilter doesn't mean that you got to be turned up for the day. Mark it as their ignorance right? And not yours. Don't take in the issues and the problems and things that are happening as yours. We don't have to. We are in control of the way that we behave. Those are the many things that you can stay in your calm. You find resolution within yourself and you ask yourself, is it really that doggone serious? Okay. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you sat through this. I'm glad that, um, I don't know, you're just a listening ear. And again, if you are new to my podcast, I want you to listen to some previous episodes if you want to dive in. I got many different topics. If you want to follow me on social media, you can TikTok, Instagram, season underscore dialogue. And I do have a YouTube channel. I would love for each and every person to subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can see me in action. (laughs) So it is season dialogue without the underscore. And last but not least, if you want to support me in any type of way, uh, and you don't have to, but there's a link below uh, this episode and click the link and you can do a donation of five, ten dollars or you can go to lisamarie.info and you can make a donation of a dollar or five dollars or two dollars. Listen, anything. Um, I'm very appreciative and I'm very appreciative for the way that you guys have been pouring into me. I'll tell you this, words mean so much and I am so glad that I am sharing this space with you. All right, love always, Lisa Marie, I'm out.